Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, March the 3rd. And I hope you're on the winning side, and uh, I hope that uh, this broadcast, I hope it helps you in many ways, but one way, I hope it's always a reminder to know that no matter what we're going through in life, we are, as Christians, we're on the winning side because we know the Lord. It's not just because of the church you go to, or it's not just because of uh, the status that you hold or the position you hold. That has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the fact that uh, if you're saved, you are in Christ, and Christ is in you, and that puts you on the winning side, and we welcome you today. Let us know that you're listening. Uh, you can call or text us at 252-308-4600, or if you're watching there on Facebook, uh, you can just comment. Uh, if you like, share the video. Maybe if you're uh, out and about, tell somebody about the broadcast. Tell somebody about the radio station. There may be some folks that don't even know uh, that here in Roanoke Rapids, we have a uh, a Christian radio station, and uh, our focus, of course, and our emphasis is on uh, conservative Christian music. We're not trying to get music that sounds like a, a rock and roll concert with a few Christian words in it. And then our focus is on Bible preaching and Bible teaching. And all day long, we've got programming you can listen to, and I promise you it's good, it's solid, it's Bible-based. Now, some of it will step on your toes, but can I tell you, that's what we need because we're living in a society where everything is so politically correct. I, I didn't read a lot about it, but I'm sure you heard uh, this last week that now we've got to cancel Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss, oh, I'm telling you, he has just destroyed our society. Well, I don't think Dr. Seuss is the one to blame. I think we've got a lot of other problems uh, besides uh, Dr. Seuss. But we live in a crazy world. Let's get back to the Bible. And I appreciate you so much uh, tuning in and listening today. I do want to say, you pray for me. I've got a problem uh, on my phone. I'm going to have to take it in and probably get it repaired or reset or something. But uh, my weather app is all messed up. It says that it's going to be sunny for the next 10 days. I didn't know that was possible in North Carolina. It seems like we've had rain, rain, rain. And now, again, it might change. But from now till next Saturday, uh, about 9 or 10 days, it looks like it's going to be uh, sunshine and some dry weather. And I'm so excited about Sunday, the drive-in service and the, uh, the services on Sunday. I'm excited about uh, tonight, our prayer meeting, Bible study, Teens on Target. You won't want to miss it. Happy birthday today. We got one birthday, Griffin Smith, and Griffin is six years old, and uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, after uh, things get back a little more to normal, you'll get to meet Griffin's family, uh, Jake and Lori. They're a blessing, and they, they came kind of during COVID and all that, so a lot of you haven't met them, but they're a sweet family, and happy birthday to Griffin. Uh, don't forget, online Sunday school this Sunday at 1015. If you're not coming uh, to Sunday school uh, you got to tune in. It'll be on the radio, Facebook, website, and YouTube, and that'll be great. We're going to continue today from Daniel chapter 3, the story of 
The Fiery Furnace. And here's a great song by the Epley family about uh, those uh, three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They wouldn't bow, uh, they wouldn't bend, and they wouldn't burn. And you'll enjoy this song called The Fourth Man. This is a story from the good book we know. A story about a miracle that happened long ago. We hope that you'll find courage when temptation you meet. There's somebody watching you who's strong when you're weak. They wouldn't be. They held on to the will of God, so we are told. They wouldn't bow. They would not bow their knees to the idol made of gold. They wouldn't burn. They were protected by the fourth man in the fire. They wouldn't bend. They wouldn't bow. They wouldn't burn. The prophet Daniel tells about three men who walked with God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, before the wicked king they stood. Now the king commanded them bound and thrown into the fiery furnace that day. And the fire was so hot that the men were slain who forced them on their way. They wouldn't bend. They held on to the will of God, so we are told. They wouldn't bow. They would not bow their knees to the idol made of gold. They wouldn't burn. They were protected by the fourth man in the fire. They wouldn't bend. They wouldn't bow. They wouldn't burn. Now when the three were cast in and the king rose up to witness their awful fate, he began to tremble at what he saw, and in astonished tones he spake, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? Well, lo, I see four men unharmed, unbound, and walking down there. I see Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego upon the fiery coals they trod. But the form of the fourth man that I see is like the Son of God. They wouldn't be. They held on to the will of God, so we are told. They wouldn't bow. They would not bow their knees to the idol made of gold. They wouldn't burn. They were protected by the fourth man in the fire. They wouldn't bend. They wouldn't bow. They wouldn't burn. They wouldn't bend. They wouldn't bow. They wouldn't burn. Amen for that. I like that song. And We've played the Epleys, and they are, they're on the radio a lot on our radio station. We love the Epleys. The Epleys, uh, Brother Steve Epley, he was the one who was doing the narration there uh, in that song. Brother Steve and his wife, uh, Miss Bonita, they were from Kentucky, and they traveled with their family singing uh, for years and years. They still travel and sing, uh, but they moved up to uh, Washington, Iowa to be a part of Marion Avenue Baptist Church. They weren't there a lot because they were always traveling, uh, but they were a blessing. And uh, we, uh, we've known their family. They're so sweet. And then they're, they've got three boys. Their daughter, Charity, uh, married Joanna's brother, Joseph. And uh, Joseph and Charity now, they're at Marion Avenue Baptist Church, Washington, Iowa. Pastor Joseph is the pastor there. So they're wonderful folks. And uh, But if you heard a little bit of an accent, that was a Kentucky accent I think you were probably picking up on there. Um, I am, I don't always do this. I should do this more, but we were just talking about some of the comments here. Uh, Judy Myrick, we're so glad you're listening and uh, we have been praying for you. Gail Crawley, thank you for listening. Uh, Jimmy Clements uh, says, I'm watching and I'm glad to know that you're watching. Lindy Arthur watching and we're so happy for you and uh, Austin and Emerson over there at a great church there in Durham, uh, Liberty Baptist Church with Pastor Scott Gray. And we're thankful for you. Uh, Bill and Becky Bybee, we're so thankful you're watching. 
And uh, I know you don't have a lot of time to watch because you're trying to straighten out your son, uh, Brother Dan. We're trying here and we'll just, we'll work together. Uh, my Aunt Vicki watching from Rockford, Illinois. Uh, Donna, uh, Tillery, uh, you and Dale and Nathaniel watching as you ride. I hope whoever's driving, I hope they're not watching. I hope they're just listening. And then uh, Jenny Jones watching. Chris Bishop. Oh my, we could tell some stories about... Uh, Chris, happy Wednesday. I'm actually watching live. Chris, we're glad. Uh, Angie Davis watching. I'm just trying to get these comments here. John and Jessica Workman watching today. We're so glad you're watching. And then Russell and Alice Jefferson. Uh, Richard, excuse me, uh, uh, Miss Alice wrote, Richard and I are watching. We're so glad. And there may be others that show up, but I just saw those. I wanted to thank you so much for listening and uh, watching, and I hope it's a blessing to you. I love the music, and I hope you'll let good Christian music impact your life and influence your life. But then, uh, music is so important, but we've got to have the Bible, and that's why we try every uh, every day. We try to cover uh, something from the Scripture. That's what we have. That is our bread. That is our food. That is our source of strength, and it's our roadmap for life. So let's look today at Daniel chapter 3. And beginning of verse number 19, we see that after the king uh, found out that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were not going to bow down. They weren't going to worship him. They weren't going to give in. They wouldn't bow. They wouldn't bend. And then they wouldn't burn. So the king is, he is irate. He is angry. It says in verse number 19, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury and the form of his visage was changed. His intent entire countenance changed. Now keep in mind, he's just built a 90-foot golden statue. All of the leaders of the Babylonian Empire are bowing down and worshiping. There's three guys that won't, and the king is royally ticked off. He is so upset because these three guys would not bow. And they said, king, we're not careful to answer you. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down. He was so mad, verse 19 says, that he commanded his men to heat the furnace seven times hotter than it was usually heated. Now, I want to tell you, when you've got a burning, fiery furnace, okay, that's already hot. When you've got fire, he was so mad, he said, guys, I want you to turn up the temp. I want you to crank up the heat. I, I'm so mad. Now, I got a question for you. If the furnace is seven times hotter, is that going to even make a difference uh, when you're throwing people into it? No, the truth is it probably would kill them quicker, right? But the king was so mad, it didn't have to make sense. He was so mad, he had to do something. Verse 20, he commanded the strongest men in his army. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I don't think these guys were he-men themselves. But the king is so mad, he says, bring me the strongest guys I have in the whole army, and I want those guys to throw them in. Maybe that was because he wanted to see them literally launched through the air. I don't know. But he calls the strongest men in his army to throw them in. Verse 21, the Bible says, then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, their hats, and their other garments. Basically, they were thrown in as is. They didn't have time to take off a coat or anything. They just threw them in on the spot, and they were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Now, this is important, I think, because it's not like they were on the edge. It's not like they were on the outlying area. They were literally thrown into the middle of the flames. Verse 22, 
Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, he was in a hurry, he was ticked off, the furnace was exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now hang on. The king is trying to kill Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but because the king was so mad, he had him turn up the temperature seven times hotter, that it was so hot that the men who threw these boys in, those men, the, the strongest in the king's army, those men were killed. Now, this is not the, the point of this lesson. This is not the point of this scripture. But I do want to make a point to say that sometimes because we get so upset, did you know we affect not, not just ourselves, although when you're angry, you affect yourself, but we affect those around us. The king had no intention of having his own men killed, but because his, of his temper, because his temper was so hot, that furnace was so hot, and those very men that were serving the king, those men lost their lives. I want to encourage you today, uh, don't let your anger destroy you. Don't let your anger control you. It will hurt you and it will hurt those around you. It's true in a home, it's true at the workplace, it's true at a church, it's true with your neighbors. Don't let your anger control you. Here's what the Bible says about that, Ephesians 4, 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Uh, God says, you gotta get rid of that stuff. If you let anger, uh, control you and you let anger reside inside of you, it is going to destroy you. You've got to get rid of it. Colossians 3.8, but now ye also put off all these things. Get rid of these things. Uh, like you get rid of the trash out of your house, you've got to get rid of these things from your life. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication. Get rid of it, the Bible says. The king allowed his anger to hurt those around him. He allowed his anger to hurt himself. Although he was trying to hurt Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it didn't affect them. It only affected uh, himself and those around him. Verse 24, the king, the Bible says, was astonished. That word astonished, uh, we would say astonished or he was alarmed. You say, why was he alarmed? Because in verse number 24, the king rose up in haste and he spake and said unto his counselors, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto the king, that's true, you're right. King, great job, you're good at numbers, you're good at counting. There were one, two, three. That's how many we threw in. But the king says, we got a problem. He said, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Wow. Can I tell you what's so amazing is that Jesus showed up in the fire. Jesus did not show up before the fiery furnace, although he was with them. God, God will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He didn't show up after they came out, but it was in the middle of the fire. That is where Jesus showed up. Now, I'll tell you this. The Bible does not say, now, now stay with me here. The Bible does not say that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego ever saw Jesus in the fire with them. I think they did. I think they were talking. I think there was some, uh, some exchange like Jesus saying, hey guys, I'm proud of you. 
Hey guys, you stood for me. Guys, you didn't give in. You didn't, you didn't bow down when everybody else was doing it. I think there was some pat on the backs. I think there was some worship going on. I think these guys probably said, Lord, you're the one we did it for. You're the one that we love. You're the one that we're serving. You are the reason why we wouldn't bow down. I think that was going on. I don't know for sure. I think so, though. But the Bible doesn't say that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego saw Jesus. But it does say that Nebuchadnezzar saw him. And did you know there are times, I think, when we go through trials and we go through storms or we go through the fires in our life, and I think there's a world out there that's watching. And I think there's times where people see Jesus, not because of anything good in us, but because Jesus lives inside of us, because Jesus is the one who we're living for. And I tell you, I hope people do see Jesus in you. Nebuchadnezzar saw Jesus in that fire. Nebuchadnezzar probably was not really that impressed with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I'll tell you, we may not be that impressive and people may see you and people may see me and shrug their shoulders and say, oh, well, what can I tell you? I don't want people to see me. I want people to see Jesus. And I want Jesus Christ to be honored and glorified. He's the one that is worthy of all glory. Verse 26, the king called out to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He said, hey, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Now, having a, a sense of humor and maybe being a little sarcastic, I would have said to Nebuchadnezzar, hey, bud, why don't you come in here with us? Uh, wh wh why do you want us to come out there? Come on in, see if you can handle it, buddy. That wouldn't have been very Christian, but that's probably what I would have said. But nonetheless, Nebuchadnezzar says, hey, guys, come here. I want you to come out here. I need to talk to you. Yeah, I bet you did, Nebuchadnezzar. And he called out and he said, ye servants of the Most High God. Remember yesterday or the day before, I forget which day, but remember when King Nebuchadnezzar said, hey, who is that God that ye serve? Remember that? Remember he asked him, he said, hey, hey, who are you guys serving? You don't want to bow down? Well, who is the God you're serving? Nebuchadnezzar answers his own question. He says, ye servants of the Most High God. Nebuchadnezzar recognized that this God was the Most High. This was the God of gods. This was the Lord of lords. Verse 27, the Bible says that the princes, the governors, the captains, the king's counselors, those were most of the folks that were gathered around to bow down to the statue. They, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was an hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. You know why I think God allowed them to keep all their coats and all their clothes on before they were thrown in? Because when they came out of the fire, that was an amazing testimony for them to put up their coat, people to smell that coat and say, what a miracle. Not only are these guys not hurt, they don't even smell like smoke. And can I tell you, only God could do that. When we go through the fire, I hope we come out and I hope we glorify the Lord. I hope people can see in us that the fire, the trial didn't have any power over us because God was the one who was working and God was the one who was in control. I hope you have a great day today. Let's live on the winning side. And when you go through the fire, let's not forget who is there to show up and to get you through to the other side. God bless you. Have a great day. Let's live on the winning side. On the winning side. 
Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.